Are you one of those people who feel suffocated working in the same office cubicle every day? I could never do that. I've tried it twice. Didn't work out. There are many who have almost reached the point of burnout, uh, have stopped point of burnout, uh, have stopped enjoying their work and wish to run away. Yet only a few think about taking the plunge and finding the life that exists elsewhere. And there are many who have the itch to be on the move all the time, yet they stick to their office cubicle because they don't know how to find their wanderlust. Their sense of adventure, their sense of moving, their sense of seeing the world. Why this particular topic uh, interests me so much is because, and I keep on talking about her, but my, my girlfriend, like I said, has left Munich to come to Cape Town and the way that she's sustaining herself is by having, is by having become a digital nomad. Only those who are courageous enough are the ones who succeed in exploring a comp- and completing a different kind of life, the life of a digital nomad, um, which is an exciting one, working online in the online space. Joining me on the line to talk about how digital nomads survive and to explain exactly what they are, we have friend of the show and digital strategist Joshua Ruida with us. Josh, how are you doing? Finding yourself and great to be with you. Oh, it's always great to have you, man. I'm very well, thank you. Um, the reason why we're having this conversation about digital nomads is that my partner, my girlfriend, um, has just recently moved from Munich. She's given up everything. She had a full-time 9 to 5 job. She had a full-fledged career spanning 12 years, was doing very well. And she decided to move down to Cape Town to come and be with me. She gave up everything and started working online as uh, a digital nomad, which is fast becoming a trend around the world. Now, a lot of our listeners may not know what a digital nomad is. So could you just give us like a brief explanation on what, on, uh, on what that is? Well, in the easiest, most natural form, it's the ability to work from anywhere in the world um, with a set amount of hours, depending on who your clients are, but uh, basically you're not locked in an office and have to be uh, working necessarily for one company. You could work for multiple companies. Um, so basically you get to work from wherever you are as long as you've got a good internet connection. For those for those people who, who, who think like, where do I find these people? Where do I see them? Uh, often when you go out to a coffee shop or you go out for lunch or you go somewhere and you're sitting in a cafe and you see one, peop- one person or two people sitting somewhere on their computer doing work, um, having a coffee or whatever, those, there's a very good chance that that person that you're looking at working on their computer in that cafe is a digital nomad. They work in the digital space. Um, and which is becoming more and more popular because of the way that the world is developing regarding technology. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that is evident here is that the um, typical nine-to-five model are clearly becoming uh, incompatible with the current global um, way that we work. And majority of people don't need to commute to an office. They can do their work from wherever they are, as long as they at least have a decent internet connection. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of those people you see sitting in coffee shops sometimes are web developers, programmers, architects, um, could even be lawyers. There's really um, not too much limitation to what you can do online apart from maybe certain manufacturing things. Um, But for the most part, everything has already been in the process of converting to digital. I mean, the, the conversion is obviously, obviously very apparent, even in more, um, even in more traditional mediums, more traditional workspaces where companies are expanding and going from, for instance, from Cape Town to Joburg or from, from, um, from Cape Town to somewhere in Europe. Those expansions may require for people to move over into those areas, but 
they're also required to be people to be able to work online and not necessarily have to move physically, but deliver those services that you mentioned, being web developers, being architects, digital architects. They can deliver those services from just about anywhere. And it's not just about um, ease of life or life choices, but it also comes down to a measure of affordability, not having to take up an office space. Yeah, I mean, space is a luxury in this modern era. And we don't only deal with that. We deal with, you know, workers not being engaged in their work because they feel, you know, locked down possibly and... Um, people, you know, time is precious. And if you're spending two hours of your day sitting in traffic and you could be um, rather having a slightly slower start to the day, um, being more effective in your work, you know, when you start to weigh up the pros and cons of um, both styles of working, I think the world is quickly adapting to the reality that um, worker satisfaction is far more important than um flexing it out on how many employees you have uh, traveling to the same place every day. And of course, like you just said, you know, the nine to five is becoming outdated and quality of life um, is definitely moving to the top of the priority list when it comes to employment and how you work. And you see more and more uh, online, the promotion of these digital nomad communities where people go and live together in Thailand on an island somewhere. Some of them serve, some of them do this, but they're sitting in this Wi-Fi cafes and bars um, working and having what looks to be a wonderful quality of life, a wonderful uh, life experience. And when it comes to quality of life in the work environment, um, we all know that that increases productivity. A happy worker is a productive worker. Correct. And people are starting to be more focused on finding things that they enjoy doing rather than maybe necessarily just taking whatever um, job comes their way. I mean, jobs are a luxury in in um, the current situation where we find ourselves. But with regards to just you know, a lot of a lot of people have taken Thailand, Vietnam, um, Bali as places where they've made home because they have the ability to to work from wherever they are. It's got very low overhead. Um, Spain is actually quite a unique scenario because they offer a a almost like a digital nomad visa where you can work there for up to two years and then renew it again. Um, and the the entry requirement for that it's it's high, but not nearly as high as some other visas. Um, but all they want to do is know that you can prove income through self-employment or through some sort of investment. So even even the the way the visa systems are working, it's starting to. Um, become a way of life. I mean, a digital nomad visa, to call, even just say that, I think 10 years ago, if you said that, people would be like, what are you talking about? But that's that's the reality. I mean, the current statistics um, is that in the US alone, freelancers make up 35% of 55 million workers, and they collectively earned $1 million, uh, $1 trillion in 2016, and they predict the numbers to reach 43% by 2020, you know, so, and, and the global working force to be 80% by 20, 2030. So the 80% of the global workforce to be um, freelancing, working from wherever they want. So it's evident that the change is happening. And um, I think the biggest thing is how do we manage the processes with automation and things like that? But um, it's, it's becoming a, a regular thing. I mean, our, 
we have offices in a collaborative space. I mean, we meet people from all over the world, um, people about to leave to go all over the world. Um, a friend now is going to do two months in Brazil. Um, she does web dev and content writing for a particular brand. And the only requirement that most of these um, people are looking at is like, I just need good quality internet. So the commodity now is internet and a place to um, connect, not necessarily um, uh, needing to um, have other luxuries or necessarily travel into a particular place, but it's very, very achievable for many, many people. But I think you also need to be able to define what it is you want to do and what sort of outcomes and objectives you're trying to achieve. To our listeners who have just tuned in, I'm Mark Johnson. This is Cape Talk Overnight Live. I'm having a, a great conversation with Joshua Ruida, who is a digital strategist uh, about digital nomads and the growing the growing trend of becoming a digital nomad. Uh, if you have any questions or queries, you can send your WhatsApp voice notes and texts to 0725671567. Maybe your your son or daughter is looking to do something and travel the world and still work at the same time, and they in IT or they in consulting or they uh, fond of working on on their computers or online and and providing a service that exists in the digital space. Uh, we'll take your calls into studio on 0214460567 if you have any questions, queries, would like to add to the conversation. Now, for for a lot of people, um, sort of, we've we've kind of touched on the issue of you know adding to the economy. A digital nomad would go and live in the country, would come and live in Cape Town, not mm. not work for a company in Cape Town or work in Cape Town based, but they, they'd be physically based in Cape Town, not taking jobs away from anybody, um, but still adding to the economy. So that's obviously a plus. But then also there's the, the challenge of, of leaving your nine to five and then taking on the challenge of becoming this digital nomad. For instance, my partner, like I said, had this nine to five job. She was doing very well. She had grown a career over 12 years, was getting a great paycheck. And at the crossover from leaving a job to becoming, to working in, in the online space was, and this is, I've heard this, this from more than one person. Uh, when having this conversation is very stressful because you don't know how it's going to turn out. You kind of given up everything and now you need to start sort of reinventing and, you know, existing in a new space. And it can be quite stressful. What are, do you have any advice for those people who are trying to cross over or, or are thinking about, um, taking on the, the function of a digital nomad? Yeah. So, um, some great, great things to, um, consider is, you know, possibly trying to build relationships with, um, the existing company that you might have just been working for and pitching it to them that um, you can still maybe fulfill certain roles that you've just um, been fulfilling in the company, but more from a freelance perspective. And a lot of the times um, that ends up working out quite well, depending on the quality of the relationship. Um, so I've seen a few of those stories work quite well. And then from there, they build, continue to build their client base um, and things like that. Um, a really good model is to have retainers with particular clients that you're working with. So, you know, that's always a good, um, rather than just doing task-driven freelance work, because the thing is there's still a very competitive, low-paying and low-skilled task-driven uh, economy in the freelance digital nomad space. Um, and you might need to do some of that work during the time as you transition just to keep um, some money flowing into your bank account. But there's also the transition that people make. I mean, if you've got like 12 years of experience 
what could you be adding value into the market? Maybe you could be creating um, some type of um, program from a, um, a skill set point of view, authority-based and um, becoming points of trust in the market around skill sets is going to become more and more valuable in the freelancer space because there's a lot of people who are just um, calling themselves digital nomads, but um, they're often fronting, and you can see it on platforms like Instagram and things like that, but expertise and experience is always going to be in your favor. And if you're able to define a specific result and outcome that you're trying to achieve and what you want to be known for in the in the um, online working space, it's going to make it a lot easier and quicker to get there because if you can be specific um, about the outcome rather than the activity, you're going to direct all your focus and energy towards that. And I think I, I get to work with a lot of freelancers, um, you know, to help run our community of over 114,000 people. And you can find very quickly who are the consistent ones that have been in the space for some time. They know very clearly what, they, what they're trying to um, achieve and where they, they want to be and what outcomes they're looking for. And I think that can be the difference between landing consistent work on a regular basis with good quality relationships versus just being, you know, living from job to job. Um, in the online space. So I think you need to be able to define what it is you want is probably one of the biggest challenges that most people face when they're transitioning over. We're having a great conversation here with Joshua Ruida, who is a digital strategist about digital nomads. For those of you who don't know or not sure, digital nomads are those people that work in online spaces or in the online space and they've allowed themselves the possibility of moving around freely without being reliant on a specific job in a specific city or a specific country or a specific continent. Uh, they work online being uh, designers, consultants, personal assistants, uh, whatever the service is that they may be lawyers that can that can function online and they've perfected that space online so that they don't have to sort of work face-to-face. Um, they can just be do that do those projects online. If you're aware of this, you'd like to add to the conversation. Our line to studio is o two one four four six o five six seven. This is Cape Talk Overnight Live with myself, Mark Johnson. I'm with you all the way through um, till three o'clock. Uh, what we're talking about now is we're talking about you know like setting specific goals and knowing what you want when you enter the space. Let's not take it for granted that this is still work and it's still a job and it requires some sort of resume. It requires references to endorse what you're capable of. So it's not like you can just wake up one morning and go like, oh, I want to, this is what I want to do. It's like anything that you want to do, any job that you want to get, you're going to have to have some sort of backing to, in, to endorse yourself and to show the people that you're applying to or people looking at your uh, LinkedIn profile or whatever profile it is that you are capable of doing what you say you can do. Yeah, if you want to be positioned as an authority in the space, an expert, a master of what you expert, a master of what you do, um, that's obviously going to be quite important. There are a lot of people that have transitioned into the digital nomad space by teaching English online, um, by doing their um, TFL um qualifications or doing um, smaller jobs in that on platforms like Fiverr and um, Freelancer and things like that. So I think there's no limitation to the possibilities of getting into the space. But if you're wanting to, you know, earn a particular at a particular level, um, it's always going to be in your best interest 
to have a clear, definable message of what you're putting out into the market and also know your price because at the end of the day, you go from being a worker to a business owner and the fantasy of working for yourself and the romance and honeymoon period eventually will settle and you'll get into the space of thinking more strategically around how am I going to secure um, more long-term, consistent paying um, clients and also working out the terms of how you get paid, especially when you're working like cross-border. Um, you know, I've done a lot of work with clients in the States and learning what are the best ways to get paid and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of education that comes in the process, but there's also some great um, great uh, blogs and things that you can look at on this. And I think with anything, you will attract your ideal customer. So, uh, you know, you need to make sure you can define the type of people that you want to work with um, because it's going to play in your favor down the line because now you're the boss and you're following your dream. Exactly. You've, con um, you've started constructing your space. Uh, yeah. Keep on going until you've uh, at least reached a, an ideal space for you to be happy and work and earn what you want. That's it. Um, and that flexibility and diversity of work, you know, the resilient side as well, um, having to push through, you know, it's different different when you're sitting in a company and, and you you know, some of the processes are managed for you where um, now you're having to self-regulate, self-manage. Um, so some people might find that a little bit tricky in the beginning, but change is, is how we learn and getting uncomfortable is also how we learn. And I, I think we'll continue to see it. I mean, City of Cape Town, um, official workforce for the City of Cape Town, certain departments are now, um, they've opted to allow those people to work from home to ease up on the traffic congestion in the mother city. When your local government starts to think um, this way, you know that the trend is already taking over all sectors of society. So we often see the digital nomad lifestyle as the globe trotter traveling around the world, but just the practicalities of some of the people stay 30 k's outside of um, the, the the CBD, or they some people traveling as far as from Vista and even further into town for work. The practicalities around that um, are, are just crazy from the amount of pressure it puts on the space. So being a digital nomad doesn't always necessarily mean you're traveling the world. It's having the flexibility to work from wherever you are um, within a reasonable time frame that suits your lifestyle and um, your terms and conditions that you set out for yourself. That is exactly true. Just to just to wrap up, and we've mentioned some of the, the possibilities, that the kinds of work that you can do online. Is there a particular trend uh, of, of certain... Certain jobs online that are that are popular or that are needed. I know there's things like SEO, search engine optimization, or link building when you're creating websites or writing blogs. Um, are there are there certain certain online jobs or functions that are more popular or that you can see will be would be trending in the near future? Um, we've definitely seen virtual assistants are still very very sought sought after, especially the good ones. Um, they tend to have very, very um, reliable income streams. Content writing is is also pretty good. Um, obviously, if you're a coder at a particular level um, and you can back that up with some good quality um, portfolio, you stand in very good um, 
light of getting good work. Um, con- the content writing side and uh, around the SEO stuff is quite a flooded market, but if you can deliver sometimes geolocated work, so learning about the city and things like that and providing uh, content for location-specific places, sometimes you can have really, really good returns there because having someone from you know, another part of the world, right, content for a local economy sometimes can be a little bit tricky. Um, so that's quite sought after. Web dev is quite popular, like WordPress sites and things like that. But again, you know, you're going to you're going to have competition in the space and networking is still extremely important um, when it comes to securing work. Um, so getting involved into uh, business groups, get onto the business pages, um, interact with people, um, a great one here in South Africa is called The Resource. Um, and I'd highly recommend if you're a freelancer um, looking looking or trying to, to get into the market. Um, it's very, very specific. They've got some very good guidelines and rules. But um, it's a great place to get an idea and feel of how the, the freelancer and digital nomad game is played. Um, so I would encourage people to just do a little bit of research and check it out first. Josh, thank you so much for the conversation, for your time and for the insight. Um, I know I've learned a lot. I'm sure our listeners have as well. And for those people looking to get into the, into that side of work or that side of working, um, it's definitely, it's definitely way over the future, uh, looking at how people, the, our, the globalization has spread and how people are looking to see more parts of the world without, um, losing, without losing pace in their work and in fact going to work somewhere else without needing to apply for a job somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joyous, joyous thing if you can get it right. Yeah. And it's, it's going to happen more and more. Um, we're going to see industry changes. So, um, you know, it's not a matter of like, if it's going to happen, uh, it's, I think, a case of how you can prepare and equip yourself for the future. Exactly. And thank you so much for the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, and have a good show.